Welcome to the new Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, the wonderful private company owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission is to formulate litters that keep cats using the litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give their kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. With Dr. Elsie's support, The Cat Chat Show brings you interviews with cat authors and experts, some old favorites, some new conversations, so you can better understand and appreciate your own feline family members. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of My Cat Film Festival, short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. Here's some exciting news. Thanks to Dr. Elsie's, you can now see streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. Hope you enjoy listening and watching. For those of you at home with your kitties or at home wishing you had a kitty, Whiskers and Whiskey is a really cool online virtual benefit for the cat connection in the Boston area. An extraordinary, wonderful cat rescue that is about to have, it's open for the first time in 20 years, a shelter. Until now, they've been in all foster families and feral cat colony uh, guardianship and adoption. And now they're going to have a shelter. And Whiskers and Whiskey is a really cool online auction that everybody can participate on in November 21st from 7 to 1030, but it's an online silent auction that starts on November 14th. Morgan Ritz, the director, the president of this extraordinary cat connection, is here to tell us about Whiskers and Whiskey, and I just want to take my hat off to you, Morgan, for so many years of looking after the kitties in the Boston area, finding the ones who want to live indoors a nice home, and looking after feral cat colonies, all with a, a big network of tremendous foster families and volunteers. Good for you. Thank you so much, Tracy. Um, it's, really, it's a really exciting time for us. Opening the shelter is, uh, is just really thrilling because we're going to be able to help many, many more cats than we ever have before. And our first online whiskers and whiskey is coming up which is also going to be amazing because we can reach a much larger audience than we've been able to it's odd isn't it that covid for some people is truly a silver lining because there you were having whiskers and whiskey for a number of years a really wonderful silent auction benefit and all the people in the area who were your volunteers and their friends and their family and your, all your adopters and fosters would come but because of it being virtual and online, you can reach people anywhere, and you have fantastic things in the auction. You even have a VIP room. What is a VIP room virtually? A VIP room is a special space for people who buy a VIP ticket, and we have some really special things in there. We have um, Asaf Wiseman, who is a pianist for the Israeli Chamber Project. Wow. We have, are going to have some exciting cat-based surprises, people talking, celebrities talking about cats. Like um, Hannah Shaw, the kitten lady, who's pretty yes. famous. To the, in the cat world, she's yes. about as famous as you get. That's true. That is very true. And we also have 
many, many uh, experiences for people outside of the really? VIP room. Really? Such, yes, we have an Irish whiskey tour with John Byrne from Galway, Ireland. So you can learn everything you ever wanted to I'll about Irish whiskey. We and this have, is part of the VIP tour or the regular participation? No, this is part of the regular, just anyone can wow. sign up for these things. We have an FX demonstration with a four-time Emmy-winning Hollywood effects pro. Wow. We have guided yoga sessions. <laughs> we have so cool. uh, lots of activities for kids. Nice. Including a cat chat, another cat chat. Not not with, my cat chat, which not uh, your cat people chat. are hearing you on right now. But um, right, right. I'll not be, be darned. That's so cool. Yes, we think it's going to be really, really fun. And how much does it cost people to go to the virtual benefit? It is thirty dollars a ticket, and that gets you. Entry into the whole event for the two and a half hours. You can sign up for whatever experiences you would like. You also can participate in the trivia games and in the raffles. And, of course, the silent auction, which has many, many amazing items in there. Some for people, some for cats. Nice. Some about cats. Nice. And um, there's just... So many opportunities to have fun and also to help save cats' lives in this event. Well, when you have, have just now opened this standalone shelter, how many dollars did it take? I mean, also, you had to find the place and then turn it into a cat-friendly space and also a people-friendly space. How many dollars did you have to raise? I mean, it's, it's obviously no secret you did this all with fundraising. Uh, yes, we definitely did. And actually, this is the culmination of 20 years of uh, trying to open a shelter for us. Wow. We have been looking for the right space. We got close a couple times, but it never seemed to work out. And then we found out about this particular space, and it seemed to be the perfect opportunity. And all together... I, it's gonna. It's definitely going to cost a lot of money, um, and that means that we have to really work hard on our fundraising so that we can afford to be able to save so many cats. And Whiskers and Whiskey is definitely part of that. And and you have one paid person, the shelter director. So you not only have to have created this shelter and found the place and turned it into a cat shelter, but have the money to pay that shelter director and the utilities and the cat food and the litter. I mean, before when you had foster families as the only way to take in your kitties, did you provide them with all that or did the foster families themselves step up and pay for it? For uh, the food and the supplies? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, we ask our fosters if they can to buy food and litter, but if they are unable to, we will definitely help out. So it's a it's a big responsibility either way. I mean, you've taken in these cats, and until they get a really great forever adopted home, you view them as your responsibility. Now they're going to be in a physical building where people can come visit them. 
Do you consider it kind of a benefit to be opening during the pandemic so that there is a slower flow of people and and lets you all get more used to this? Because you have the shelter director, but I'm sure you have to have volunteers there and organizing them can't be easy, COVID or no COVID. No, no, it's definitely not going to be easy, but we feel that we are going to be on top of it. But I think you're right that it doesn't necessarily hurt to have this period of things being a little slower so that we can make sure that we're fully functioning up to speed by the time things go back to normal again, if that ever happens. Right. If that ever happens, we're all (laughs) so confused about what the future holds, but people still want cats in their life and they still want kittens in their life. And the unspayed and neutered cats that are out there, the feral ones, they don't, care or know anything about it. They just keep reproducing and creating more of a challenge for groups like yours. I, I know that, that you have Rachel Geller, who's been on the show a couple of times, and she's such a wonderful cat behaviorist and, and does so much work as a volunteer with your organization to help people taking in a cat or a kitten to make sure that it's a good fit and that they know how to give that cat an enriched life and a safe life and a comfortable life. It's It's got to be really daunting now. You have a physical place where they're going to come. Are you going to try to clone Rachel? <laughs> we would love <laughs> to be able to clone Rachel, um, but we really, we really are so grateful that she is with us because it helps so much to have that service to offer as a behaviorist, to offer people. It's huge. We do a lot of community support, we will pretty much do anything we can to help people keep their cats. Yes. And one problem that a lot of people encounter is behavioral issues. So having her be able to step in and help with that is amazing. We also do, we help with financial issues. We get grants for low cost spay and neutering. Nice. We have a pet food pantry program to help with food and litter. Yeah, we are really all about keeping cats in their homes. That's really fabulous. And it's essential. It's essential whether there's a pandemic on or not, but the extra pressure on people financially and just emotionally is so huge. But the value, the emotional value that a cat gives them is so huge that it doesn't just save the cat's life. It does a great deal to enhance the human's life. So keeping people and cats together is really important. It does look yes. like the Cat Film Festival, the the new one, the third annual that would have been at the Regent Theater in, in real time with an, a live audience is going to probably be there virtually. So the Cat Connection will be our partner and be a beneficiary of the tickets that are sold. And I'm hoping that after you've done Whiskers and Whiskey, you'll have a big fat list of people that it, that were there for that benefit who can also watch the film virt- the f- festival films virtually. They don't have to be in the Boston area, but they will help support independent theaters like the Regent and specifically you, the Cat Connection. So that's kind of an amazing silver lining of COVID, that a group you love, a, a, a rescue group, a shelter group, and a theater that we hope can survive this because they have not been able to open their doors all this time, can, be, can benefit from the marvel of technology 
I still think it's great when people can come together in real time and experience the things in the theater. That was always my kind of mantra. But, of course, it's kind of ridiculous now to even think of that, right? Right. Yes. And we really, really appreciate the opportunity to be in the festival. You're right. It is such an amazing thing to be able to help the cats, help the theater, and give great entertainment to a lot of people who I'm sure will be enjoying the festival. I think they will. And and there's also, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but you guys in the Boston area, you guys, the Cat Connection people, because you're a large, a large extended family that on Amazon and Tubi TV, people can see encore presentations of the previous festivals for free on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. So that's pretty cool. I mean, of course, I want people to see the new one with all the new films and particularly support the theaters and the Cat Connection. But it's just nice to to be able, in a time when people are kind of starved for connection and starved for things that make them feel good, you know that cats make them feel good, right? I mean, I'm sure you're finding that. Do you find more demand for cats and kittens than before, or is it hard to tell? We definitely have found, as have other shelters and rescues, more demand for cats I believe that the pandemic has really shown people who are now a lot working from home that cats, pets in general, are an incredible source of comfort and companionship. And now that they're home a lot, they see that space where a pet could be and they decide to adopt or even foster a cat. So that's sort of another silver lining of the pandemic. It is. And fostering is actually a great way for people to get their feet wet, if you will. A, they may not, maybe they're older. I mean, I know a lot of people were quite a bit older in their 80s that would love a cat, but they're nervous about, well, what if I die before the cat? Because a well-looked-after cat can live to 20 and plus if you never give them dry food. Yes, I always want to say no kitty crack, wet food only. Um, And if you, you know, make sure that they're not out and about of getting run over by cars, they have a very, very long life. So by fostering those people or people that may think they're going to go back to an office and are fearful of maybe disappointing a cat who's been with them all day, fostering is kind of a wonderful way to discover if that individual cat is a good fit for you or if you are a good fit as a cat owner. Maybe you had them as a child or a a youth and now you're 40, 50, 60, 70 and above and you think, I don't know, do I really want to live with a cat? And of course, after two minutes or two days, you're like, yeah, I do. But fostering (laughs) is great that way. Do you find people using it as a kind of a stepping stone to ownership? Yes, it definitely can be, and we we really like to promote that idea because I I don't know that everyone knows that fostering exists as an option, but it is a really great way to have a cat and the companionship that it offers, but with less commitment. You, You don't have to pay for any of the vetting. We take care of that. As I said, we can help with food. And there is... And behavior, of course, and um, it's it's only until the cat gets adopted. So it's not it's not that lifetime commitment that a cat adopting a cat really is. 
So that can be a really good opportunity for people to see what they think about it right. before, you know, or see what the they think about that individual because maybe that cat is middle-aged and you can't always tell. Well, in your case, well, now they'll be living in a shelter, which is stressful for cats and, and dogs and changes the way they interact with people by necessity. They're institutionalized, if you will, no matter how nice your shelter is. Probably right. if they've seen video of a cat who's in foster through the cat connection, they've gotten a sense of the personality. But you never know for sure because sometimes the environment you offer a cat, the affection, the options, the choices bring out a lot more in the personality than the cat shows, you know, on first view. And of course, I think what you're probably most happy about is failed fosters, right? You ho <laughs> hope that people foster and go, what? Somebody else wants to adopt this cat? No way. <laughs> yes, that does happen often, actually. Good. I myself am a failed foster. Oh, I wouldn't be um, surprised. <laughs> and um, yes, it does. It does happen. And, and it's very understandable once you have a cat for any length of time, you're of course you're going to get attached, you know, and, and find it hard to then not have that cat. So, yes, although we are always sad if someone decides to stop fostering, we are, in fact, very happy that that cat has found a forever home. Yes, and it allows that cat, their picture goes up on the various adoption sites that anybody can access, and it'll say this cat is currently in foster, which I think is great for the adopters, too. They don't have to go to what they may think of as a depressing or scary shelter. Everyone goes, I can't go to a shelter. I'll want to take them all home, or, oh, they're you know living in small cages. I feel too sorry and guilty which is legitimate feelings. I mean, I get it. So if they know they could visit a cat, I don't know during COVID how tricky that is with masks and distancing, but they know the cat's living in a home situation. It's, it's more welcoming to many potential adopters than going to a, to a, what may seem a kind of intimidating shelter situation. Right. That is very true. Although I just have to point out that our cats will not be living in small cages. Nice. We have rooms, we call them pods, nice. with two to four cats in them. Nice. And we have several of those. And they're the only cages are for when cats are Sick. receiving medical treatment right. or, yeah, when they first, very first come in. But um, That's great. Yes, that was very, very important to us. Understandably. And so it's more like a cat cafe. People can visit with yeah. a cat and they might visit with two or three or four all at the same time. Right? It's possible. Yeah. And also, I would like to point out that we will still have foster homes even after the shelter is oh, open. Oh, yes. Definitely. That's a really, really valuable resource. For cats that maybe are a little shyer and need socialization, yep. for baby kittens that can't be in yeah, a shelter. The little um, yes. Well, so we will. Morgan, yes. it's great. Everything you're doing comes together in a beautiful way. Everyone should absolutely check out Whiskers and Whiskey. It's going to be a really great benefit. Go, go to their website of the Cat Connection. November 14th, it'll be up, and November 21st in the evening Eastern time is when it will be. I think everyone will have a great time. Thank you for being here. Thanks for your long, long devotion to the cats of the Boston area. Thanks, Morgan. Thank you so much, Tracy, for everything you do and for um, having me on the show. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and affection for cats everywhere. 
It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, which has broken new ground by creating a healthy, dry, and canned food for kitties called Clean Protein, which is inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey. So your cat's appetite is satisfied longer without compromising her health. This is the first dry cat food I believe can be a healthy choice if you want to feed dry food to your cat, even as part of her diet. Although I recommend that canned food should always be your cat's primary diet. Feel free to reach out to me with questions or comments to radiopetlady at gmail.com. Now pop over to Amazon Prime or Tubi TV where you can watch streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free. Also thanks to Dr. Elsie's.